here when you're ready. Whenever you're ready, Daniel. I'm ready and I'm on right now. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Okay. So, how's it going in your world, Joe? <laughs> it's going good. Uh, good. Had a great day. Uh, we went to Hutchison today to pick up Adelise, bring her back to spend the night. And so, we've kind of uh, just had a good day with her. Did a little bit of visitation, not much this morning. Um, then later on tonight, it's it's 7.33 here, and we still plan on uh, getting everything ready for Sunday school, which I probably shouldn't be saying on this podcast because it kind of time stamps it. But anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's good. How about you? You know, I actually had a, actually had a really good day today. I've, um, usually I'm up and at them at 7 o'clock because I get up at 5.15 every morning for work because we go to work early. And uh, got up this morning, kind of cleaned up around the house and then um, made breakfast and took a nap. Pretty much all, I've not done anything today. Not anything super productive. Things that need to be done around the house. But uh, my line of work, it's I'm always outside, so and it's I do physical work. So and it was just nice to have a day off. <laughs> to be inside for a change, yeah. To be inside for a change because it's starting to get it's getting warm up here now. So yeah, it's kind of weird how your priorities change depending on where you work. Exactly right. Like, uh, for instance, I do landscaping, so the last thing on my mind getting home is looking at tall grass in my yard might need to cut, because uh, <laughs> I've cut everybody else's lawn all day. I don't want to cut my own. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to start paying to get that done. <laughs> hey, I've, trust me, I've priced around. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can I? Bring the professional equipment in and get it done in 30 minutes. Exactly right. Hey, I just get on one of my routes and say, hey, let's we're close to the we're close to the area. There's three guys here. Let's swing by my house to get an octal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the boss would be too appreciative of it, but hey. <laughs> he might give you a discounted rate. You might have to talk to him about it. Oh, I'm sure he would. <laughs> See, maybe he'll only charge you a third of the price. In there. <laughs> <laughs> or, or charge you two thirds in uh, you're doing a third of the work. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so today's podcast, we're talking about men's camping trip. Or the men's yes. camp out. Yes, yes, yes. Which, um, which is done every year. As far as I remember, because I, I started going to church there in 2009, and the first camping trip was there in, um, I believe it was the last weekend of April, wasn't it? It usually is the last week of April. Okay. That Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's also usually the coldest, wettest, April, and the wettest. <laughs> it's miserable. It doesn't matter where you put it in April. No, you can it does it up. It doesn't. You're either getting ate up by mosquitoes or you're soaking wet. Correct. And in fact, in um, where we went in Marion Lake uh, mm -hmm. quite a few times, they said they always knew when the rain was coming 
because we'd set up the big army, uh, green army tent. Mm-hmm. And that was their indication that, that the rain was coming. They didn't need a farmer's almanac or anything like that. Just that tent <laughs> would tell them, yeah, it's about to rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So where's the men's camp out being held this year then? Uh, I'm not going to say on here. <laughs> Because I don't want I don't want a whole bunch of people just to show up. Because true, there you go. We, Why did I even we, ask? I don't want them to think we're advertising. We'll let that part out. <laughs> yeah. No, and, but and this is this is really exciting. Um, we are going to talk a lot about the men's camping trip, mm-hmm. um, but there will be an undertone um, talking about our father-in-law, uh, Reverend Carl Elder, mm-hmm. uh, because it was one of the things. Uh, him and I enjoyed doing together a lot and um, it's around that time of the year where we're planning another men's camping trip here in Hutchison Uh, and so it just kind of gets my mind on it and and I begin to think about the benefits of it um, the enjoyment of it um, just all the little quirks about it and uh, I, I know every year or quite often we get teased about uh, the men's camping trip because the ladies look at it completely different than we do. Yes. Um, they, they think we're just going out there to uh, be, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say there. I don't either. So a lot of times they look at it as though we're just going out there to be crude guys. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's a character builder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also uh, a little bit of a discipline, I guess you could say, when you're freezing. Um, and there's so much more involved in it. And and I'm going to shut up for a little bit so you could say some things. You know what amazes me the most about, and this is kind of humorous, what amazes me the most about the uh, men's camping trip is the years when it rains, because there's been years where it's been 35 and 40 degrees, 40 degrees, and it's rained. And there's still a fire. True. And and it's like, and you and I and I, now that I'm thinking about it, I go that fire never one time went out that I that I recall. <laughs> I can only think of one time that it did, and it was just this last couple of years, and mm-hmm. it, it was a downpour. But yeah, everybody brings enough fire or not enough firewood that 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 thing is burning non nonstop. Oh my goodness! And it's you always know, meeting place, and and that's where we all go to uh, congregate and talk about deep things, right? And Philosophy, <laughs> dumb jokes, <laughs> um, <laughs> lots and lots and lots of dumb jokes. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. And uh, part of the reason uh, I, I want to throw this in there real quick. Uh, we're going to talk about my father-in-law a little bit tonight, but also next week they're going to have a more in-depth and uh, kind of let a lot of the uh, grandsons and maybe mm-hmm. uncles kind of talk about stories uh, about uh, brother our Reverend Carl Alder, yes, uh, pastor. Um, he actually passed away on April 29th, twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of gives you an idea why our minds are kind of gravitating that way. And uh, when I thought about him, um, I thought about all the things that he 
did for the men's camping trip. Yes. Uh, and he wasn't the only one. Uh, this To give you a kind of a mindset or a time frame, uh, I got into church 35 years ago. Um, and I was, for the first main camping trip I went to, I was eight years old. Oh, wow. And so that was 35 years ago. And all I remember is him getting everything ready and ready to go. I, I think it took him a week to prepare for the men's camping trip um, because he would usually take two boats, mm-hmm. take a, a bigger fishing boat. It was a regular size fishing boat, um, but then he'd take one of those small metal fishing boats also and then he would take a trailer uh kind of like a u-haul trailer Mm -hmm. that men's camping uh tent went in and so he would have to get usually three vehicles to the lake and they all were towing something right he would if he was going out one person just one man going to the lake he would take about two or three coolers oh yeah just because he knew that there would be a lot of young men out there that was their moms were single. They didn't really know anything about a a men's camping trip um, or men and boys camping trip. And so they'd go out and they didn't have a lot of food. And so he bring a a ton of food, Uh, uh, eggs, sausage, uh, bacon, chicken, chicken, pork chops, you name it. Uh, oh, yeah. And then, then he would have to get all of his camping gear together. And then we know that every uh, Saturday morning, there was a uh, – was it Saturday morning? No, it was Friday night. Every Friday night, they would have a fish fry of all yes. the fish that they caught. And so he would have to bring out the fryer, the oil. And then every Saturday morning, they'd have that huge breakfast. And yes. so – and then not to say nothing about bringing out the, uh, the trout lines, uh, bringing out his own fishing poles, uh, all, all that stuff he had to get together. That was a lot of work. It was a big, it was a lot of work. Um, but he, it was something that he enjoyed. Yes. And I think he enjoyed seeing the men fellowship. <laughs> and to me, it, it had a, a huge effect on my life, I, I feel. Uh, among other things, um, because I, I, I was raised by a single mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, not too long ago, but but they were talking about uh, how a lot of times when a boy is raised by his mother, he takes on a lot of her traits. And it's, yes. it's just, you know, the way he... He handles himself the way he he walks, talks, acts. And um, thankfully, I had situations like the men's camping trip and other things our church did that really kind of changed who I was. You know, it gave me those opportunity to be around men and do things that men do. And right. so to me, it's, it's always been uh, really enjoyable. And I, and I really think that it had a major effect on me becoming who I am. And uh, so I encourage, you know, if there's somebody out there that's listening to this and you don't have a men's and boys camping trip, 
you you ought to do it for your church. It is a blast. And I understand everybody does not camp. Everybody does not do these kind of things. To be honest, I'm not a big hunter. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I've done more fishing lately than I have. I have went to men's camping trips and not even had a fishing license because all I wanted to do was sit around the fire and eat food. Yeah. And, and, uh, and like you said, there's that bonding aspect though, too. And Mm -hmm. I think another reason that, uh, pastor elder take us out for stuff like that and do the men's camp out every year is it was, not only us connecting with him and connecting with one another, but men live very busy lives, you know, providing for their families and doing things in the church. And it was just, and doing things around their homes. And it was three days of just getting away. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there were, I spent more time sitting in a lawn chair around the fires talking and eating than I did about anything else. And there were times I'd, you know, I'd go fishing and stuff like that. Cause I love to fish. Right. But uh, it was one of those deals where it was not only re-energizing your spiritual man, but it was also re-energizing your physical man. Right. And you know, like in your situation, I know your dad brought you out, mm-hmm. um, brought my, uh, Matt out. Michael, and then one yeah, brought Matthew and Michael, Michael out. And for you guys, it was probably one of the few times that you guys, weren't all working in different areas going nonstop. Right. You could actually come together and, you know, have that time together and talk and, you know, just do those kind of things. And I, and I always did look forward to that because uh, growing up, I was blessed to have a a fantastic mom and dad, but my dad worked a lot because Mm -hmm. there were five of us kids. Right. And dad always tried to provide a good life for us kids. So he worked a lot of hours. Right. And I always cherish those. I cherish that mm-hmm. first men's camp out and the second men's camp out and the third men's camp out because those were times where Matthew, Michael, and I got to spend with dad. Right. And dad was ours, you know. True. We, and even though we were older, I was 24 when I moved back to Kansas. And uh, it was just, it was nice to have that connecting time with, with dad, right. with, uh, with my dad. Mm-hmm. So that was something I always looked. I always looked forward to. And then you mentioned earlier about how um, how uh, Brother Elder got every got all this stuff together. And I remember having the meetings. Remember we used to have the meetings in the fellowship hall, I believe it was, or the lecture hall. And we'd see and men that say, we haven't seen for years, for years. And then he would tell us, "Okay, you got to bring money for bait. You got to bring your own food. This, that, and, and you know, so on and so forth." Well, our first men's camp out there, we get there and. Bro, my dad brought a whole truck full of stuff. Oh, I remember for all of us, and we got out coolers and we got out this, that, and the other. And then he's like, and then uh, Dad Elder goes, "Hey, come on over. We got plenty of food." And I'm thinking, I go, "We brought our own food. We just got a meeting. I thought we were bringing our own food." And then we go to pay for our camping spot and we pay for the minnows. And it's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And yeah. I remember telling Anna later, I go. I go, I remember telling her that instant, she goes, you know, she goes, he wanted all the men to come out. So there were certain things that he did, you know? Yeah. And that was one of them. He wanted all the men, even if you couldn't afford to, if all you had was just enough for sandwiches and hot dogs, he wanted you to come out. Right. And, you know, what you mentioned there is kind of uh, typical 
where, you know, somebody else brings out a bunch of food. This person has a bunch of food. And now the church has grown so much. They have three or four, you know, different fires going. And, mm-hmm. and you could you could literally go from place to place eating. Yes. I remember on Saturday morning, I'd just walk around with a fork in my back pocket. Because I knew yeah. somebody was going to offer me some food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just ate over there, but sure, I'll I'll have some of that <laughs> just to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> you asked so kindly, so I'm gonna I'll eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And and this is uh, I was thinking about this, and all the times I've been going to the men's camping trip here in Hutchison. When I was really young, we went to Cheney Lake, mm-hmm. and th- this was like this was like real camping where you didn't have electricity uh there was no bathrooms no showers and then later we started going to marion lake and i think they during when we went to cheney cheney lake i think the time kind of fluctuated a lot Mm -hmm. but we went to marion lake and we caught fish like crazy on the trout Mm -hmm. trout lines and it was in april and ever since then boom we go back at that same time right all the time and um until the year he passed away it was always marion lake and then when he passed away um we actually didn't go back there for a while just because of a lot of the memories and stuff and so we went right. to list quite a few years which was very nice and uh and then also last year because it was the middle of covid uh, they didn't want to go to a lake because they didn't know if we could get in and all this stuff. So we actually went to a, a private pond. There was like two or three ponds. And it was really fun. Um, one of the greatest things I thought about it was um, everybody was catching fish on poles instead mm-hmm. of using boats and, and on and on. And everybody was right there. It was pretty interesting. There was um, guys would bring their bikes out, their pedal bikes, you know, regular pedal bicycles. And mm-hmm. a couple of guys went off, went four uh, four wheeling. Mm-hmm. So it was just a, a blast. So, oh was, man, yeah, yeah. Those were those were good times. I those were I always looked forward to that time of year, just for the fellowship and the camaraderie and and just <laughs> just the stories and the memories, you know. And just sitting here, kind of thinking about all thinking about the trips and kind of reminiscing. I remember I've told Anna this before. We were out of the, I think it was at Marion, but it was the another side of another part of Marion. And we're out there and bro, it is it is freezing and it is raining. It it is <laughs> miserable. And yes. it's one of those days where you stand in front of the fire and your back is soaked, but your front is dry, and then you turn around to get your back dried. You're just a rotisserie. Is soaked, and you're just a, a human rotisserie for 24 hours a day, three days, you know, three days out of the week. And brother Jack Carricker's out there, and he's got a raincoat on, and I kind of look at it and I go, "Why does that have duct tape all over it?" And he goes, "Oh, it's got holes in it." And I go, "Then why don't you buy a new one, brother Jack?" And he goes, "Ah," he goes, "It, it works, it works." <laughs> okay. And not even five minutes later, he goes, I don't know why I come out to this men's camp out. He goes, all I do is get wet and freeze. He goes, but man, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> I go, 
Yeah, nothing's funner than freezing and <laughs> freezing and getting soaked. He, he's like, why, why buy another raincoat when I'm going to stand in front of this fire? Sparks are going to fall in the burn holes. <laughs> you know? He had an excellent point, though. <laughs> he did. Yeah. You know, it's memories like that. You know, I was thinking of some of the memories. that, And one of the ones that I just find hilarious is I don't know if if anybody's ever uh, VeggieTales has this uh, story about when they went down to Nineveh. Jonah went mm-hmm. to Nineveh, and the people, instead of saying they were really bad sinners and you know going into details to make it more children friendly, they he said they were fish lappers. Yes, the story. And and the funny thing about that is, oh my goodness. <laughs> The funny thing about that is we went to a men's camping trip and there was two boys that were literally slapping each other with full-size fish. (laughs) They got out of the lake. To me, though, and when when they started talking about that, I just had to bust up laughing because it reminded me of that story so much. I just couldn't help but laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and lo and behold, they're trying to knock they're trying to knock each other out. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh the, man. The other story that I just find hilarious is uh there was a young boy there and you know he was just getting into everything. He got soaking wet. And so he was drying his clothes out and instead of just hanging them on a line or something, he actually took his socks and, you know, you have the, the fire pit there. And then up on top of that is kind of like a grill. Mm-hmm. He took his socks and laid them on top of that. <laughs> and when he, got, when he got, when he got them back, <laughs> they were smoke stained <laughs> and oh. had grill lines. They got dried good. And so he was like wearing them around. So, you know, you'd be sitting there at the campfire, here's his feet up. (laughs) I don't know why that was so funny to me, but it just like always hit me as very hilarious. There's one story that comes to mind, and I've told Anna this, and it's one of the funniest memories I've ever had at the men's camp out. And there was a certain young man that we were scaring one year. He was he was a teenager. He was an older teenager. And this young man's uncle was saying, hey, there's something out in the woods. Let's go check it out. And this young man goes, oh, okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go, you know. So they go out like two lumberjacks who aren't afraid of anything to find out what's going on. Well, lo and behold, it's a possum that the men spotted. So they're trying to scare this young man. And And they're throwing sticks. And this young man goes, what's that noise? And his <laughs> uncle goes, I don't know. There's, there's something in here. I don't know. It's, I don't know what's going on. So the guys start making noise and throwing sticks. And the young man goes, I don't like this. This is scaring me. What's going on out of here? And his Michael's like, and his uncle's like, hey, hey. He goes, just calm down. He goes, I, he goes, I don't know. There's something, there's something big out here. Hey, just a second, and, Daniel. Go ahead. I, I think it's important that you you point out that this boy is like six foot one. Yes. And yeah, he's he's a, he's a bruiser. He's a bruiser. <laughs> he's not no little tyke. He's a bruiser. He's a full grown man. He's the size of a full grown man. He was the size of a full grown man then. And and uh, 
the characters, Pastor Character, uh, Ethan and Joel, and then Brother Jack were sitting in that pop-up trailer. And Brother Jack wakes up and kind of sticks his face up against the screen. And he goes, what are you knuckleheads doing? <laughs> and I go, we're scaring so-and-so. We're scaring JW. And he goes, and he gets that sheepish looking smile on his face. And he starts making noise. And JW <laughs> goes, what's that noise? And his uncle goes, I don't know. He goes, and so we start throwing more sticks and making more noise. And JW goes, I don't like this. I'm out of here and runs. And his uncle goes, you're going the wrong way. And he goes, I don't care. I'm out of here. And it could have been a 20 foot tall redwood tree. He was going to knock that dude down. <laughs> and he comes busting out of those woods, running over stuff, knocking saplings <laughs> over, and branches are smacking him, and arms and legs are flailing. <laughs> just, just the picture of that. And he's getting smacked all over the place, and he's running out of those woods. <laughs> oh, that was so, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was telling Sarah, I said, you know what is hilarious is when when these stories it's it's like you're listening to Patrick McManus. Oh my goodness. Speaking of his that, stories. I'm I'm reading one of his books now. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, he's just a better storyteller than we are. But yes, oh yeah, I mean his is it's just as hilarious because yeah. And he and, comes up with really good titles that are all actually 100% true. Was that the same year that a uh, one of the little boys, I think he was like five or six years old, was chasing him around with the fish? <laughs> no, that was a couple of years prior. That was whenever he had that fish phobia, and he was scared to death of fish. And, and he like, was actually get that fish away from me! <laughs> I'm going to hit you! <laughs> and the kid's five years old, and he's holding a fish that's bigger than him. And he goes, and he has that look like, I'm just carrying it to get it filleted is all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, one wow. of the things that I have always thought was the most hilarious is every morning when you go around the campfire and you're trying to get warm and, uh, every, you know, everybody as they come out of their tent, they go up there first, try to get warm, whatever. There will always be two or three guys sitting around there complaining about not being able to sleep all oh, night because somebody was that. snoring. Mm -hmm. And every time the person complaining because they couldn't sleep because everybody was snoring is the worst offender of them all. Yes, he I is, mean, and he's hearing himself snoring <laughs> and waking himself up. <laughs> And, and it, it's hilarious because th that guy snores so loud that people are leaving their tents and going to their cars to sleep to try to yes, deaden the sound. And then the he starts hearing trucks fire up because it's freezing outside <laughs> and they're trying to drown out the noise of the snore. <laughs> yeah, that was always one of the most hilarious things. I could never get comfortable out there sleeping on the ground. One year I was like, man, I'm going to bring a cot and I'm going to sleep on this cot in this tent. I couldn't get the cot to fit in the tent. So that was when I had uh, that elder's old truck, that old diesel. Right. And I said, well, I'm going to sleep in the truck because it's a bench seat. Yeah. I'm six foot two and I'm laying sideways. I got my head up against the door jam and then I fall asleep and I sleep like five or six hours that night. 
And you can't roll and down the windows and put your feet out because it's cold. Because it, it's freezing and it's raining outside. I go to get up and one of the boys goes, man, that's the best night's sleep I've had in a long time. And I'm like, and I'm trying to unfold myself like an accordion. <laughs> my neck's all crooked and my legs are all bent up. And I look like uh, something that crawled out of a lagoon. And I go, man, I wish I could say the same for myself. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only consolation is that couple days you'll be going home where he could really sleep <laughs> exactly right and then i get home and i say hey baby banana goes hey it's good to see you and i'll go get a shower because <laughs> i reek of smoke yeah. and it doesn't matter what you do i mean is it you could say oh i'm not i'm gonna i can uh, uh sit where the wind's blowing the smoke towards me you can do whatever you gonna, want. You, you're going to smell like You're going to smell like it. You just can't get around it. Yeah. No. And you don't realize it until, <laughs> until you get home. And even after I take a shower, it's like, oh, man, I still smell like smoke. Smoke. Because it's in my nostrils and all that. Exactly. Yeah. Man, they were – I loved it. I loved the men's camp out. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to talk about the importance of the – men and boys camping trip because we talked about you know the freezing mm-hmm. we talked about uh and it almost seemed like we we're complaining but it's like it's an endurance thing it's like hey i oh, gotta go is. do this i, I gotta yeah. prove i can still do and this it's every something year that i looked forward to whether it was raining or cold or sunny and hot i mean it was just yeah there's that the bigger picture of it is is just being with one another, having that having that one-on-one time with each other, you know, and just fellowshipping and building yes. and establishing new relationships with the men of the church. Yeah. And, you know, this is the thing. Moms are so vital. Mm-hmm. They, they really are. And I'm not diminishing their importance at all. But there's something about a men's camping trip where men get – little boys get away from their moms – Mm-hmm. And they get to be boys, right? And and they kind of there's quite a bit of learning the hard way, I guess you could say, because dads usually aren't going to tell them. You know, they may tell them once. You know, you probably should put your coat on, right? But if that boy wants to run around all day without a coat and freeze, that's his problem. But he better right. not complain about it. No. Or if he wants to get wet, or if he wants to do some of those things, um, and it, it's it's so needed for the boys, the young boys, to have that interaction with their parent, or their father, if if they have a father, or other men in the church, where they just learn some of those skills. Uh, and to me, I, I I can't explain how important it is to a in a young boy's life. And, and part of the reason why I'm saying that, and I'm stressing that so much, is because I know there's a lot of ladies that read or listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. and I really want them to encourage them to do what they can to make sure their husbands or their sons are able to go on that, those men's camping trip. Absolutely. Um, and because so many – and my – life we were budgeting very tight 
And so there was many times at the men's camping trip, I would go with maybe $20. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, I had my food. Uh, I had everything I needed pretty much. But, you know, that $20 bought me gas. It also, if I needed to buy something small, you know, like a lighter or uh, maybe some bait or something. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the budget could be pretty tight. And, and so what I'm saying is to the wives out there, if you have the opportunity and your husband needs to go on that <clears throat> kind of trip, if you need Absolutely. to put off a week of shopping, put off, you know, something you have planned that's going to cost just a little bit of money, um, if there's just a, a tight budget for this one time, prefer your husband and say, hey, yes. honey, this is important to you. Um, I'll have another opportunity. You take what funds we have and go have a great time. And those I'll miss are also- you. I love yes. you. I look forward to seeing you. But you have a good time. And don't worry about us. We'll be okay. Um, and just push them out the door. Yes. Because it's important to your husband. And if you have a young boy, it's important to them. And uh, it's, it's a time that they can't get back. No. It, it's one of those experiences that they only come once a year. And right. so encourage them to go. Um, do, <clears throat> do what you can. You know, if, if your husband works nonstop, tell him, hey, make me a list of food. My wife did this quite often. She would tell me you know what, I'm going to go buy groceries, make me a list of what you need. And mm-hmm. so I write down, you know, this is what I needed. And usually it was pretty frugal. Um, as long as I had Dr. Pepper <laughs> Good and to go. hot dogs and That's some it. breakfast stuff, because I had to bring some breakfast stuff because I knew that they were going to have that big breakfast. Right. And so I definitely wanted to uh, pitch in on that. Um, but it, it's so vital that the ladies step back and allow them to have that fun. And one of the things that I noticed last year, because we were closer to the town, seeing we're at a pond, the mothers would always try to come out, make sure that their little boys were taken care of. And it it was kind of comical because they were bringing their little boys, their PJs, their slippers, (laughs) their teddy bears. I'm like, good Lord, mothers. Just go away. <laughs> their, their dad's going to make sure that they're alive and that they come back. You're not going to lose your son exactly <laughs> over, right. over the next couple of days. And so, as a as a as a encouragement to the mothers, yeah, I know it's rough to stay away. It's rough to let those little boys go, and and usually the little boys don't go too young. But I've seen them go as two and three years old, um, mm-hmm. and their dads take care of them just fine Um, right but you don't know how important that is that they have that time together and that they have that time with other boys in the church right and and other times with their pastor with with other leaders in the church that they get to know it's just uh i can't explain how important it is um and so to the little boys, it, it's so important. Uh, to be honest, I was able to do things at the men's camping trip that I could not do at home. Right. 
um, being raised by a mother, a single mm-hmm. mother. My my single mother would not let me throw a knife. Well, no. at the men's camping trip, we played stretch. That's where I learned to pl- uh, I played stretch the first time. And stretch <laughs> is where two guys stand face to face and they throw a knife at the ground. And wherever it oh, lands on word. the ground, you have to put your foot there. Mm-hmm. So what ha- ends up happening is each player ends up starting to do the splits until finally one falls over. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it was the safest game in the world, but, but we asked Pastor Outer, hey, can we play this game? And we thought for sure he was going to say no. He says, yes, but I don't want anybody getting stabbed. <laughs> and he gave us that look and we knew <laughs> nobody better get cut or stabbed <laughs> that's it <laughs> and so we pulled out the buck knife and started playing uh, <laughs> and what was hilarious is after an hour or so here comes the older man here comes brother character here comes pastor outer <laughs> we're all out there playing stretch <laughs> And, and I just, I just talked a whole bunch of ladies out of not allowing their sons to go. <laughs> We're never getting that audience back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there, I just wasted my thirty minutes of encouragement there. Um, Don't play stretch. But, but I mean, these kind of things are important to your sons, right? Going out there fishing. Yeah, they might get a hook in them. They might. They might get a scratch. The, and and got, boys go out there and wrestle, and yes, they might end up getting a bump. They might end up getting a, an owie. Or, but but it, it's they need it. They need it's that time. It's part of being a boy. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's more important. It's really important, you know, in today's society, though, too, with so many people trying to seem like they're getting wanting to get away from that stuff. And yeah. You know, and I don't want to get too in depth in it, and that's as far as I'll go with it. And you can kind of read in between the lines there, though. Right. But uh, boys need that time; they need that rough and tumble time. They need a, they need to be around strong men of God. They need to be around their pastor, and those are memories that they will never forget. Right, and and as you know, some people will say, "Oh, that didn't even say, sound safe," but it's a safe environment. Yes, where. If they're on the streets, they're going to learn that kind of stuff in an unsafe environment. Correct. They'll learn from and, the wrong people. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of that stuff, I think you have to really take into consideration. You know, you kind of mentioned about the older men a little bit. And you, when I was thinking of the importance, and I, I just love it when uh, watching some of the older men, some, some of the older men, man, for years would just rough it out. And yes. it's kind of sad when you see them finally get to the point where they're like, you know what? I'm going to drive in early in the morning. I'm going to be here till the sun goes is about to go down. Then I'm going to go home. And, uh, and that's when you know that they're really starting to get older. Right. Um, but I, I, I enjoy going and sitting underneath the tree, going mm-hmm. sitting underneath a, a tent or something, just talking with those older men. And, and listening to them and, and watching them uh, watch what the younger boys are doing. And, and they're kind of like armchair quarterbacking and saying, well, this is what he should have done. And <laughs> this is right. what he should do. And, and, and just enjoying watching the younger guys 
<laughs> sometimes do stupid stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember saying, yeah, he ain't got enough common sense to get out of the rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, but that's more of that valuable time where you just slow down and get the opportunity to talk to some older men in your church that you sometimes don't have time to. And you learn life and you learn valuable lessons from them too. Hear great stories and, and learn all kinds of interesting things because older men, it seems like they find the easiest way to do things. They do. And it's done good. Oh, and they've, they've been there before and they've learned easier ways to get stuff done. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, well, I guess I we're kind of go ahead. We're kind of getting down to where we're going to have to start closing up, huh? Yes, we are. Once Joe, again, I, I I started this. You want to go ahead and wrap it up for us, and I can well, intervene I, I, when you want me to. I want to say one more thing, okay? Um, and then I'll let you close it up. Okay, go ahead. Um, when we started out, I mentioned that next week, um, we are going to have, I think it's going to be the majority of the grandsons and it's probably going to be some of uh, Pastor Alder's sons get on here and talk about some of the stories uh, they have with him, which he mm -hmm. was a big fisher, um, a big hunter. And he also went to a ton of conferences where he had to travel and we're going to allow them to tell stories. Um, and believe me, some of them are going to be hilarious um, because that's just the way life was, it seemed. Especially as outdoor stories. Yes. And so our intentions is to release this on April the 29th. Um, and that is the anniversary of his death. He died in April 29th, 2011. And so... You do not want to miss that podcast. You want to make sure that you listen to that podcast. And if you listen to this without your husband, um, I would encourage you to bring him along for that one because it's going to be an exciting uh, podcast. And, and um, you know, we're, we try to keep these as short as possible. So, you're, you know, because we know attention span is pretty short. But I have a feeling that one's going to be a little longer than, than normal. Yes. And it's going to be interesting also because it's going to be an opportunity um, where all of us are together and pretty much sitting around a table talking. Um, right now, I'm in Hutchison, Kansas, and Daniels, and uh, Sacramento, California. But that this conversation is going to be all of us sitting around a table talking about it. So you do not want to miss it. It's no. all yours, Daniel. And it's in... To kind of add to what Joe said, it's it's going to be good. It's 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 you definitely don't want to miss it. It's something that's worth listening to, and, and all these podcasts are great. But this is going to be this is going to be an extra special one, mm -hmm. so you definitely. don't want to miss it. And also, ladies, to kind of reintervene what Joe was saying, also don't be afraid to send your sons and on stuff like that, and send your husbands on camping trips. They're more than just just the guys getting around and grunting and belching. It's there's a lot more to it than that. There's a very real spiritual aspect to it. And there's that bonding time that you get with your, 
pastor and the boys get with their dad that they don't get to get at home because it's three days or two days or even a day that they get with dad. And those are, those are moments that are, that are always cherished and that will never be forgotten. I agree. And um, that's it. That's a wrap for this week. (laughs) All right. All right, Joe, we'll be seeing you next week. Peace out, Yogi. Peace out. (laughs) All right, bye.